from San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we're talking about really taking responsibility for your actions, not just brushing them off. Mm, How often have we... uh... Have we done that in our marriages? Have we just brushed things off? And I want you to think about this quote today from author and scientist David Brin. He says, when it comes to privacy and accountability, people always demand the former for themselves and the latter for everyone else. Yep. It's true. We want to put up these walls around what we do and, and you know, call it private and tuck it away. And then for everybody else, we want you to be accountable. We want you to own your own actions but we don't do that for ourselves for ourselves. And so we're really going to be unpacking that today and talking about that before we, before we get started though, I want to just share with you this hug that I've gotten, uh, received via Facebook okay. uh, a couple weeks ago. I did an interview with Tracy Allen. She has, her business is called nine to five, not, and she works with entrepreneurs, um, in a variety of different ways, but really kind of breaking out of that nine to five, Grind, And so she's got this show called What Do You Do? Mm-hmm. And so I had the opportunity to be interviewed on there and just share what we do at One Extraordinary Marriage, how the business got started, where it's been, and, and what we're doing as far as helping other people create the extraordinary marriage that they so desire. And uh, this was just some of the comments received after that via Tracy's site. She said, Elisa was so transparent. Another person said, the interview was so authentic. You're an amazing marriage coach. And uh, I so appreciated these gals and guys that were on the call. It was about 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I think, Tony, can we actually put a link to the interview in the show notes? Okay. So we'll do that. So if you guys just want to catch that, it was actually done via Google Hangout. So Mm -hmm. you'll see the video as well. And um, it was just a fun opportunity to share with a different audience. A lot of these people had not heard of us or me, One Extraordinary Marriage, before. And uh, so we're always appreciative of opportunities to share what's going on through one and through the one family. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this. I'm sorry. You know, taking responsibility for our actions and actually saying those words. Because I'm guessing, only because I know it plays out in my own marriage, that we're not saying those words to our husbands or wives as much as we should be. Right. And really this comes from a point of, I was sitting there thinking through this a lot and, you know, when things happen in our marriage, usually it's, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll look at each other and go, are you okay? You know, say I, I, I do something. I say words that are hurtful, that are not, um, that are not the nicest. And, you know, instead of really taking accountability for my actions, I'll look at Elisa and I'll just go, are you okay? And she'll either nod yes or no. And yes means, okay, we can move forward. Or, and no is we still need to sit and discuss it. What I'm not doing and what I can catch myself doing at times is saying, are you okay? But I forget 
And after she says yes to even say, or even before that to say, Hey, I'm sorry. I did that to you. I'm sorry. I put you in that position. I'm sorry that, um, I let it get that far. And there's, there's a big difference, you know, because I'm sorry acknowledges responsibility. Like I'm responsible for the hurt that I, I shared or I inflicted on you. And when I say hurt, I'm talking about, you know, the feelings that man, gosh, did you really have to say that? And here's a, here's a prime example that I want to share with you guys. And, um, some, some weeks ago, P90X3 is coming out and have been checking it out for myself, um, just as a way to stay fit and healthy during the winter months cycling for me, uh, even though I live in San Diego, it does decrease. It is colder. Um, we had frost this morning. It was below 30. Yeah. So, you know, it does decrease and I still want to stay fit and healthy. Well, one of Elisa's big thing, and she's been telling me this since she turned 39 in June, last June, that I want to rock it at 40. I want to, I want to just be cut. I want to feel good, this and the other. And I've noticed that it's waned a lot since then. And we're about six months away. So seeing P90X3, I was like, wow, this is perfect because it totally meets what I consider a good fitness program, 30 minutes or less. Um, good change up, you know, the workouts aren't always the same, this and the other. Okay. So anyways, I start bringing it up to Lisa. I'm like, Hey, you going to do this with me? And she's like, yeah, yeah. Sort of him and hawing a little bit. What ended up happening though, is that I got my son, our 11 year old in on the action a little bit. And, we, and when he says in on the action, it's the ribbing, teasing your mom. Yeah. The poking, poking. You, you know, Alex is coming up and he's like, oh my gosh, are, are you going to start hurting your, your elbow skin? You know, is your elbow skin going to start aching and, and, and he, just there's as no a real little, sensation there. A little aside, Alex, um, he's turning into a comedian he's just, he's a funny kid and he's got great delivery. Just not when you're the recipient of said delivery. <laughs> delivery. Exactly. In any case, this ribbing was going on. Um, take full responsibility for it. I mean, I was, I was there doing just as much, um, if not more so. We're coming home from church, and it meets its crescendo. In that moment, in the car, I said some words that just, it went over the top. Over the top. And Elisa just shot at me. I just, I did. I said, enough. I, I'm done. I, I don't want to hear about this anymore. I don't want, um, I don't want the kids teasing me anymore right. because you're pushing it to the point where it's not just good natured fun. It, it's getting hurtful. Mm-hmm. And we also, you know, it's, as our kids get older, we start looking and this is what I said to Tony. I'm like, what are you teaching him about how he's going to teach his wife, treat his wife? Because at 11, we're, you know, 20 years away from, yeah, I pray we're 20 years away from, you know, wives and grandchildren and things like that. And I want him to realize, I want both her kids to realize how they're supposed to treat their spouses. And I just felt like it had gone too far. And I felt myself starting to get really um, agitated, irritated. And I was, I was very close. You guys that have been listening for a period of time know that when I get very upset, I shut down. And I was at that point where I was about to just go into, you know, power down mode. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, you know, it wasn't like I screamed in the car. I just like, it's enough. I'm done. 
And, and I took this as, wow, I'm, I'm just asking you sort of, Hey, and I know I'm ribbing you now. Um, but I realized it. And even when you realize it though, you, you almost feel a little defensive you know, you realize you've gone too far, but at the same time, I was anyways. I got a little defensive. I'm like, what What did I say? What? What? You're the one who's told me since your 39th birthday that you want to look good for your 40th. I was doing it in an improper way, obviously. Um, this isn't the, the wisest way to go about doing it. In that moment, though, I realized that I abdicated responsibility. I was at that where it's just, okay, fine. Didn't mean to do it. Are you okay? Won't happen again. Again, there's a difference though. See, what I'm saying is that I just sort of went, okay, I'm not going to say anything anymore, but I'm really not going to take responsibility for what I had said. And so I realized at afterwards that there was more hurt from the ribbing and the teasing than I knew. And so it's even right now that I say to Elisa, you know what? I'm sorry for that. I'm sorry for um, taking it too far. I'm sorry for bringing Alex into it. Um, I'm sorry for not, you know, in that moment realizing that I should have just taken responsibility for my actions um, and allowed it to just end there and not allow it to continue on. And that's really what we're getting at today, guys. Because it's it's easy to go along and just say, you know, are we good? All good? Is it over? You know, or some of you don't even acknowledge the situation. The conversation just stops. And then, you know, a period of time elapses. There's kind of a silent treatment thing going on because we're not talking because it's just festering, but we're not going to acknowledge our responsibility in it. And, and then you just you know, pick it, you know, go about the business of your marriage. You pick up later and it's unfinished business. And I will tell you that unfinished business in your marriage is not good for your marriage. It's not good when you don't resolve hurts, disappointments, frustrations, because they build up. And when they build up, they start to become that, you know, mountain in the, you know, the elephant in the middle of the room. Mm Mm-hmm. And we hear it from so many of you, you know, who write in or different coaching clients where things have built up and built up and built up. And if somebody, one of you had just said, I'm sorry, and really took responsibility for that way back at the beginning, the first time something happened, you wouldn't be 50 things down the road going, I think my marriage is over. Right. Or if you would have just, you know, acknowledged that much sooner after an argument occurred, you wouldn't have gone through three days of silent treatment. Yeah. And I mean, that's, you know, I've, I've done the silent treatment. I was raised in a family where, you know, mom, if you're listening, I'm, I am going to say this out loud now. Um, my mom, when she would get mad, would power down. I mean, that's where I learned it from. She would power down and she would go silent until she'd kind of worked through everything herself. And, you know, that could take a day. Um, and so, so a lot of that's learned behavior, mm-hmm. you know, and just like learning to say, I'm sorry, that's a learned behavior. You know, I work with couples when, 
individuals and couples in the love always the, the ultimate marriage blueprint. We've mentioned that a few times, but giving them the strategies that they need to take off their masks, helping them through these difficult conversations. Cause I am here to tell you, I know it's hard to say, I'm sorry. Sometimes it's more than just, you know, teasing that you need to apologize for. There are big financial decisions and mistakes that you've made that you're kind of hiding, but not really that you need to apologize for. Some of you need to apologize for your infidelity. You've crossed a line and you need to apologize that. Some of you have addictions that you have never apologized for that have caused great hurt to your spouse, to your family. And you're still living in this world of denial where, you know what, it's not my problem. I don't know what you need to apologize for, but I can guarantee you there's probably something that you haven't owned. And learning how to take off your masks and own your actions, what is that going to do to the fabric of your marriage? It is going to strengthen it. But you've you've got to start this going on, guys. The longer you wait without apologizing, the longer you wait without taking responsibility for your actions, it's an accident waiting to happen. It's a tragedy waiting to happen because we as humans, we only have a certain tolerance level for hurts done to us before we explode, before we give up. And that's what I see a lot from from clients. They get to the point where they haven't heard those words said authentically to them that they just give up. Mm-hmm. They give up on the marriage because if, if their husband or wife is not willing to take responsibility for their actions, and this happens repeatedly, their trust is eroded. And that's what happens when you can't take responsibility for your actions. You are eroding the trust and the foundation of your marriage. Your spouse needs to know that you are man or woman enough to own what you've done, Mm -hmm. to own the pain, the hurt, the disappointment that you have caused because we're human. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to make bad choices. You know, there have been times and you've heard it discussed on this show when I have not lived up to my side of the bargain in the intimacy lifestyle. There have been times when that has hurt Tony deeply because he's like, seriously, why are we doing this? You know, and I need to say that I'm sorry for not holding up my end of the bargain, for not doing what I said I was going to do because that undermines our marriage. It undermines that commitment. It undermines that agreement. It undermines, you know, his belief in the truth of my words. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, you've heard us talk about, and this, I mean, I'm human. It's been four years now that we've been doing the intimacy lifestyle. Yeah. And I am the much lower desire spouse. I I am, have been probably for as long as we've been married. Um, And so there, I just, you know, I know part of it's hormonal and these are not excuses because I agreed to this. It's me having to overcome myself and say, you know what? I messed up. I'm sorry that I didn't honor my agreements with you. Because I value, you know, in in this marriage, I am supposed to be valuing Tony. I am supposed to be serving him. And before any of you get all, you know, upset and start sending me emails about, you know, being a servant to my husband, here's the thing. We are servants to each other. 
Try it. Okay, so don't go getting all, you know, sending me emails saying, hey, Lisa, what about Tony? It goes both ways. Oh, it totally goes both ways. It's it's looking at myself, too, and looking back over time where I said, are you, you know, are, are we all good? Are you good? And I really believe that that was a way for me to lessen my almost lessen my own guilt. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a way for me to not really take full responsibility. Um, it was a way for me to show that um, I, I didn't care for Elisa 100%. You know what I mean? Because I was just brushing it off, brushing it over, just trying to move on to the next thing. And that's really easy to do. I mean, honestly, as as a person... It, I'd rather move down that road. Honestly, I would because it, it allows me to just move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And yet when we really look at that and when I really look at that, the difference between just saying, hey, are you good? And I'm sorry. There's a big difference. You know, there's a huge difference there. It's like viewing pornography for all those years, you know, and just going, I'm sorry for messing up those years of our, those early years of our marriage. You know, I'm sorry for not, you know, taking the time after Andrew's death to really find out what was happening instead of just trying to move on and have you move on and, and push forward. It's with time and it's, and it's with age that you learn this. Um, it really is. Um, I, and I hope that, you know, you listening right now can go, gosh, there are things that I've said that I should have man up to or woman up to. And instead of just going, are you all right? I should have said, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. you know, because it's taken off our masks. It's really showing who we are, you know, and are we just trying to cover our own butt or are we really trying to serve our spouse? Well, I think. You know, as I sit here and listen to Tony, and we obviously discuss the shows before we air them for you guys, but as I sit here and listen to him say those two phrases, are you good versus I'm sorry? Are you good or are we good is very outwardly focused. Yes. It's all on the other, like, are you good? Have you handled this? Um, You know, done processing. Can we just move on? Yeah. You know, it's out there nothing about me it's just it's all you versus i'm sorry that's me i am sorry i take responsibility for what i have done you know it it brings it back to you you can't change that other person you can't make them process any faster you can't make them accept the situation but i can say i am sorry yeah one of our favorite books when it comes to personal accountability, mm. it's one book I read almost every year. I will pick it up and it's called QBQ. The question behind the question, practicing personal accountability at work and in life. And it's by our friend, uh, John G. Miller. It's a fantastic book. It's a quick read. Honestly, it is. Um, you can pick it up at Amazon if you want. 
Uh, go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash Amazon and put QBQ in. It'll be the first one that shows up. Um, it is, you know, uh, I couldn't, I can't say enough about it. I'll also even throw a, um, uh, a link in the show notes. Another way, if you want to just go right to it, you can go to QB, uh, one extraordinary marriage.com slash QBQ. And, uh, that'll get you right to the book as well. And that book is all about taking personal accountability. Mm-hmm. It's about not being the victim like, oh, somebody did this, you know, like it's all their fault. If they hadn't said this, I wouldn't have gotten mad. You know, like if, if Lisa hadn't said she wanted to lose, you know, lose the weight and get her body in shape, well, then I wouldn't have started talking to her. You know, it's all her fault. She started this whole thing. Well, no. <laughs> Say, what did I do in this situation? Yeah. It's you know, asking those, it's asking those correct questions correct of yourself. Questions. Right. It's not the, it's not the why, like mm-hmm. why this or why that it's the what and the how. What can I do? How can I make this situation better for my spouse? Mm -hmm. What can I say to them? What can I do for them? Because, you know, the only person, guys, that you can control is you. Is you. The only person you can change is you. You cannot change your spouse. Me badgering Elisa about P90X3. You know, that isn't going to change her. It, it, it's going to change her in the, in the opposite direction. You, you know, it's me being an encourager that will allow her to see the results that she can get by going through it. Um, so it, it's a great book. If you haven't picked it up, it's quick. It's 13 bucks on Kindle. Yeah. And it's a book that you'll want to have to read over and over again. But what do you do today? You know, I know that there are a lot of you probably all of you that have been listening to the show today and those things have come to mind that you know you need to apologize for. Yeah, things that have been in the recent past and maybe things that have been in the the distant past, you know, and you're going, well, gosh, how do I bring that all that up? Honestly, when I was looking at this myself, I had looked at certain things and I've, and I've mentioned a number of them here on the show. And I wrote down just a a short little list. And that was just my little list of things that, you know what? I need to say I'm sorry to Elisa for. And so you may be going, wow, that's something I need to do. Mm -hmm. Sit down. It doesn't need to be long. I mean, you probably know what you need to say I'm sorry for. And the reason I, I say that is because it's probably something that when you turn around and you see something happening with your spouse and it gives you a little pain, you're like, Oh, I remember doing this Mm -hmm. and I never really said, I'm sorry. So write it down and it doesn't have to be, this could, this doesn't have to be an, an, an exhaustive list. This could be just a starter and it's just something to get into the habit of. And when it's done, it's done. You know, it may be three things that you need to just say, I'm sorry for in the recent past and in the, in the past, it's clearing that slate. Mm-hmm. You know, it's getting that stuff off of your chest, off of your mind, so you can move forward, so that you can live in the present. You can live in the now, because that's what's important, is what's happening now in our marriage and how we grow. Not what happened in the past and constantly living in the past. And I believe when, I'm, when, when I was looking at myself personally, 
I was looking at the past, not allowing myself to grow and move forward because I hadn't said I'm sorry to Elisa. And those were, and that was holding me back. And so by saying those words and clearing the air, it allows me to live in the now, love her more than ever now, and so that we can move forward. And there are just a couple cautions I want to put with this. Be sincere. Like if you're apologizing for something, really be sorry for it. Don't make it just be a... Well, you guys all you guys all know this. When you see a little kid say, I'm sorry, like they hit their sibling and mom says, go say you're sorry. And they're like, I'm sorry. And there's no real remorse there. There's no real apologetic feeling. That's very transparent. Your spouse will know. And don't, don't become so flip about it that they can't trust your words. If you're going to apologize for something, make sure Make darn sure that you are ready to change that behavior because doing it over and over again and apologizing over and over again, guys, it just gets watered down. It does. So when you are ready to really change your behavior and transform your marriage, then you need to own what you have done and you need to apologize and you need to put in the safeguards, the, you know, all of the I don't want to use the word barriers, but all of the, like the security around you. The guardrails? The guardrails. Thank you. I'm like, I knew that. Thank you. He's so good at this. After 17 years, every once in a while, guys, he really does, you know, pull the word out of my own head. You need to put those guardrails. Right. Around whatever those behaviors were to say, oh, you know what? I'm going down that path again. Like, I'm going to stop right now because I don't want to put Tony in a position where he feels those feelings again. You know, I want to strengthen my marriage. And, and that's not to say that, you know, I'm not going to make mistakes and that I'm not going to have to apologize for Tony or to, not for Tony, to Tony. You know, but it has to come from the heart. Mm-hmm. It has to be authentic. You guys know we talk about this all the time about taking off your masks and being loved for who you truly are. When you can go to your spouse and apologize with your heart laid out, saying, I, I blew this one. I am sorry for what I caused you. I am ready to change that behavior. Or I will not say that again. Or whatever it is that you need to. It's not just saying I'm sorry. It's saying I'm sorry for. So that they know that you're apologizing for a specific action. Uh-huh. Don't just say I'm sorry for all the mistakes I've made. Uh, okay, that's. That's way too vague. You know how you have hurt your marriage. You know how you've hurt your spouse. You've been sitting here listening to us for the last 20, 25 minutes. And throughout this show, you've heard Tony and I say different things. And it has popped into your head that there is something very specific or a couple very specific things. Like Tony said, make your list that you need to sit down with your spouse sit across from your husband or wife and say, I am sorry for this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I'm seeing this in my own life, but I want to live in the now. Mm-hmm. I want to live here in the now, in the present. And those things that are holding me back that I have done to my spouse that are keeping me in the past need to go away. And so for those things to go away, I need to be able 
to clear my mind, to clear my conscience, to say to Elisa, hey, you know what? I screwed up. And more importantly, I'm sorry that I did that to you, to hurt you, to, um, you know, cause that pain. And so this week, as you think about this and where you can say, I'm sorry in your own marriage and to your spouse, jot down those couple of things, set up a time where you and your spouse can just get together and it could be five, 10 minutes. It doesn't need to be big. It doesn't need to be crazy. It's just a time for you to just tell your spouse, listen to me. Don't want you to say any words. I just want you to hear me out. And from the bottom of your heart, from the depths of your soul, go, I am sorry for this. And I am sorry for this. And I ask for your forgiveness so that starting today, we can live in the now. We can live in the present so we can have the marriage that we so desire to have for years to come. So go out there, make your list, take that time with your spouse, grab their hand, look at look them in, their, in the eye. And when it's all said and done, when you guys have had your time together, give each other a big hug, give each other a big kiss. You know, seal that time together and let it be the two of you. Go out there, guys. Make this week extraordinary. And as you do, know that we love you guys. Have a great, great week.